looking to get close side of Vaughn. Lafondra away from Davis. 3-1 running. Three points running. Hello and welcome to the Elm Park Rolls podcast supported by Blue Collar Street Food. Well, it's been a slightly frustrating afternoon, but I still think positive with a one-all draw at the City Ground. Late goal there from Yaku Mate. Samba gifting another bunch of points to Reading there. Magnificent goalie, my favourite one in the Championship. I've been joined by Jack Killick. How are you doing, Jack? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Paul. How are you? Not too bad. If we hadn't scored a goal there, it would be a totally, totally different podcast. But Alex, how are you doing today? Yeah, not bad, Paul. Um, I'm surprised to hear that Raphael's not your favourite goalkeeper in the Championship, but maybe <laughs> another one for another day, right? Uh, maybe. But now i got to say, that's a good point, but I'm still sticking with Samba. He's the man who keeps on giving to us. And Yaku Mate getting that goal with his comeback after a long time out. But what is he doing with that goal? We don't know. We don't care. But just looking at the game as an overall thing there, Jack, are you feeling positive or more frustrated than today with the result? I think you have to take the positives, really. The chances that we created were, you know, just an absolute abundance compared to the, the last couple of games, even though we've won one, you know, 3 0 against Sheffield Wednesday and then two victories before that were clean sheets. You can't really say we created anywhere near the amount of chances that we did today. And if Zhao has his shooting boots on and you know, the chance of Puskas as well, then we're gonna we would have won that game three or four one. And it's just one one lapse by Richards which has caused the goal. But overall I think the team played really well and I think there's a lot of encouraging signs moving into the the next two games before the international break. And if we pick up two wins there then we put ourselves in a fantastic position. So yeah, feeling feeling fairly positive. Just really glad that we we managed to get the draw because I think it would have been an absolute robbery if Forrest had won that game. Yeah, what's your thoughts on it, Alex? Um, yeah, I tend to agree with Jack. I think it, it would have been pretty unfair result if, if uh, Forrest had managed to pick up all three points. I think I saw a stat going towards the end of the game. We had something like 20 shots in total. 22, I think it was, in total by the end of the game. Which, yeah, it's just a ridiculous amount of shots when you consider in the last three games, although we scored six goals, uh, six or five in total, um, can't remember, but um, we probably haven't had that many shots in the last three games combined, really. Um, it's just one of those days, I think, where your strikers have not been able to convert the chances necessarily. I don't think we've missed a whole heap of like glowing chances or anything. Um, maybe one, perhaps two, but we haven't like we haven't created nine or ten really, really big chances. We've probably only created one or two. But we've had quite a number of half chances where, you know, on another day it could have fallen for us and we could have could have knocked in. I think on another day, if Reading had won, you know, 3-1, I don't think there would have been really many complaints. No, I'm sure. I mean, most probably some quite a lot of Forest fans you know, will be listening to this maybe and thinking they did have opportunities as well. But when we go back to the beginning of the match, there was no changes to the starting lineup. Yaku Mate was on the bench and Lewis Gibson also returned from injury. It's good to see those two players back and especially it gives us more strength and depth on the bench, doesn't it, Jack? And we desperately need it as it showed today. Yeah, of course. And Mate's come on and he, he's made the difference. And I think that's one thing that Paolo did get right today, his lineup. I thought he had to go over a similar team that played against Sheffield Wednesday because everyone put in a really good performance there. But you are still thinking in the back of your mind, it was against 10 men. So are they going to put in the same performance against Forrest? But yeah, just having those those difference makers off the bench, Mate coming on. And then I think also at the right time in the game, Paolo brought on a Luco and we're maybe 
um, getting a bit stretched because we had the three people up front. So I think credit does have to go to Paolo today in terms of his lineups and making the early substitution to get Mate on. And then, yeah, Luco did give us a bit of a boost near the end there as well. So, yeah, please have those players back. And also, yeah, a bit refreshing to see Paolo actually get his substitutes right today. We saw quite a promising start to the match there, Alex, didn't we? No massive opportunities early on, but we started absolutely fine. Yeah, I'd say the first 10 minutes, we were probably on top. Um, we had Elise running down right um, and, and cut the ball across and pushed Gas and Jao both in the area in the right kind of spots. And Elise had looked for Jao um, and Jao's just really made, you know, he's one, he's one step behind the play, unfortunately. Um, you know, there was that and there was, there was a decent, like, uh, there was a decent-ish chance, I think, for Forrest, but nothing major, to be honest, for the first 10, 15 minutes. Um outside of that cutback. And I think we we started more on top, definitely. I, I don't really think Forrest um, were two in the game up until probably about 15 minutes in or so. Yeah, I think that's right. It was kind of what we saw today was Lucas Jow and the frustration of him. He did some amazing things today outside of the area. And there was one moment when he went three past three or four players, Alex, to create a chance. And he gets away a weak shot. But we should look at what he did before to even get the opportunity as well. Yeah, I mean, that run is just ridiculous, isn't it? Like, he goes right foot to his left foot, back to his right foot multiple times in that run. He probably beats, what, three or four Forest players from, from just inside their half. Ends up getting the ball. I think he's probably just inside the area when he takes the shot. Um, and if the shot goes to the left or right of Sander, it's probably 1-0. And we're talking about one of the best goals we've scored this season. Um, but as you said, unfortunately... Zhao did a lot right today up until he actually had to take the final shot and that was where he lacked today. And, and unfortunately, it meant that all of the good work that he was doing outside the area, it almost just didn't count for anything because we weren't converting, you know, we weren't converting from the chances that we were able to create. And you look at the opportunities that he has later in the game, you can see why uh, Matt Joyce tweeted that he screamed out in frustration at the end, but we'll come on to those in a minute. There was a good save from Raphael before, uh, before we uh, half time, and a uh, good flick there from Glenn Murray. And you think if he scores today, that would really be a sick now. But you think he should have saved it and caught, kind of caught it there, Jack? I mean, I think that's a bit harsh because Lansley, who's on the podcast, is normally battering Raphael. But you think he should have even caught that opportunity? Yeah, I mean, Murray's got the got the bit of space. We know that he's not going to be sort of running in behind, stretching the defence. But as soon as they get those crosses in from the byline, he's great at finding those those little pockets of space, isn't he? And I mean, he's flicked it. It's a good flick, but I don't think it's too far away from Raphael. And a, bet, a better goalie, you know, Emmy Martinez for me catches that. Um, I know that maybe it's a bit unfair to hold Raphael to those sorts of standards, but you know, if if Moore isn't you know, as alive to it as he is, and Murray is a bit closer than potentially he gets that. But yeah, it was still a good save. Just maybe me nitpicking a bit on, on that point. No, no, I understand that. Yeah, if you compare it to Martinez, yeah, Martinez would have probably saved it, set up a kind of like counter-attack as well in one move. He's <laughs> <laughs> just becoming a mythical figure now, isn't he? But we did have some more opportunities. So many balls across the box today, Alex, that we just didn't quite get there at the right moment. And there weren't bad delivery from Puskas, from Elise. It wasn't poor, kind of like assist. It's just ugh, our strikers didn't quite work today. It just never really fell to us in the box, did it? Um, I mean, even though we've had 22 shots, 
like I said right at the beginning, it doesn't feel like we had like many golden opportunities where we've where we found the ball seven yards out from a cross or something like that. And um, the, the the crosses generally off the, like you know along the ground from from both Elise Pushgas. Um, I think Yeardom had a, had one as well. They weren't they weren't bad crosses. They they were dangerous, but we just didn't manage to quite find the right movement in the box. Um, is that a case of maybe, you know, Zhao and Puskas playing together and it just being kind of a partnership thing, not necessarily understanding the runs that each other are quite going to make yet? Um, is it just a case of them having an off day? You know, we're not really sure. But um, if you put that, if you put those balls into the box for the rest of the season, we'll win more games than we lose, I think. There's, you know, I, I, I'm... Overall, like looking at the way we played going forwards, I don't think we played badly. It's, you know, just things didn't quite click when we got to the penalty area. Yeah, we've got to talk about the chance for Lucas Jowl that happened not long before half-time, Jack, from the corner. It's a beautifully worked corner by Elise. Passes to Tom McIntyre, flicks it back for Lucas Jowl, who's in quite a lot of space. Um, And what happens from here, Jack? I I can't understand how he's missed this. Well, it, it bubbles horribly, but I mean, you'd put your house on Zhao scoring from there. Some of the chances that he's he's put away this season, and you know, even if he just like gets a you know a pass on it, he didn't even need that much power. It was a very very strange chance. Everyone just seemed to stand still. Samba went to dive, got get stuck on the ground, and you know, the thing is, even though he didn't score, I, I like the invention from Redding. So many times we've just you know either been smacking it and it's headed away by the guy at the front stick. It's good to see us try something different and you know, catch him off guard. And it's just unfortunate. But, I mean, bobble or not, he should score there. I'm yeah, very confused as to why Sandball was diving. Because he was going completely away from the ball. I'm not sure where he was going. Yeah. Uh, he must have, like, tried to preempt the way that Zhao was going to hit it or something. I'm really not sure. Um, it, I, I, I agree with Jack. It's really nice to see Reading being inventive this year, this season at set pieces. Um for so like so many teams in in all leagues are content and happy basically to try and just get a header on it and and you know make that work and I think multiple times this year we've seen set pieces both free kicks and corners where we've done something a little bit different to try and draw players out and make space for one of our players and who you know who's in a better position to score and McIntyre seems to be kind of one of the players who's like really been quite key on those set pieces. Obviously, he had the flick today for Zhao's chance. Um, he scored from the corner earlier in the season when he had the, had the flick, and it, I think he had a, he's had two or three similar chances as well from corners. I think he's you know he's a real threat at set pieces. Um, whether you're utilizing him to to actually you know take a chance or whether he's there just to try and create a chance for someone else. Yeah, we look at that first time as well. Nottingham Forest did have a great opportunity from Joe Lolly as well, who also went off injured not long afterwards. But so much space there on the edge of the box. Defensively, we weren't at our best today at some points. And I don't think there was a worse example of it when Nottingham Forest scored their first goal, their only goal, in the 49th minute of the game. Omar Riches kind of gets bullied there, doesn't he, Jack? Yeah, I think that's what we're going to find with with this formation, really. With not having that winger to come back and help, the wing-backs are going to get quite isolated. And that was probably where Nottingham Forest were, were getting their most most of their joy today. And, and they're that sort of team that likes, you know, crossing it in, getting balls into the box. So um, I think we did quite well to contain them for a lot of the, a lot of the time. But yeah, first of all, that lolly chance, I thought, I thought that was in. So yeah. Um, 
yeah, you know, not that you ever want to see a player get injured, but he was he was threatening us. So I was I was quite glad to see him go off. But yeah, Rich, is, I think he just gets he, he just about misses it, and then he just gets too close to him. I think he needs to just stand Amiobi up and um, kind of just shield him towards the you know away from the goal towards the byline. But he just gets too close to him. Amiobi, you know, he's a big big guy. He just shoves Richards off, and yeah, across the box and. Unfortunately, an own goal for Tom Holmes, but he has to try and, you know, get something on it there because if he doesn't, then then Murray scores. So I don't think you can really blame Holmes for for the own goal. I think there's a, a part of Richard's game is is reliant on his pace as well, um, and in this formation, as you say, Jake, he's he's kind of left on his own. We don't have that double pivot, so you don't you don't see. Um, you don't see Josh Lauren or, or Semedo really able to kind of track back and help him, particularly at left back or, you know, year of a right back, um, because McIntyre is the one who's sitting in that like diamond diamond formation, whereas when we're playing the 4-2-3-1, you've got more options for both Ajaria to drop back um, on the left or Mate to drop back on the right, and you've got the double pivot who will both drop back into play the uh, wing-back roles when you've got Yeardham or, or Richards going forwards. And I think that we've tried to kind of take the strengths of that 4-2-3-1 going forwards, but not necessarily kind of adapted that, yeah, we're actually going to have other weaknesses all of a sudden at the back. Um, and I think Richards has just been caught out when he's gone forwards pretty much. And he's, he's relied on his pace and actually, you know, most of the time that is going to work, but sometimes if he gets, if he gets to the ball second, he's going to be out muscled by, you know, stronger bigger wingers um and you know that was the case in this scenario with Amiobi and once Amiobi's passed him it's you know it's it's practically a tap-in isn't it by by that time um by the time Holmes actually gets a touch on it yeah I'm sure uh, Omar Richards will learn from that situation he's a player who's adapted quickly but one thing uh Panovic is definitely not happy after the match he says it felt like his team had lost in the one-all match that we wasted the first 35 minutes, I think we did control the game. Everything was about us, but you have to take advantage of that. We can't feel good about being comfortable on the field. In the second half, it was in the right spirit and the right way to play. So he's not happy at all, as you'd expect the manager to be there, Jack. I mean, that's what you want to see, though, isn't it? A manager kind of like, you don't want him to come out of there and afterwards and say, oh, we've got the point, we take that, we move on. You want him to say he's unhappy about losing the um, uh, record for conceding goals? Definitely. I think it shows the ambition of Paunovic. And I mean, on the full-time whistle as well, all the players look looked very disappointed. And, you know, with an equaliser so late in the game, regardless of where you are on the table, you know, you can, you forgive them for, you know, just being pleased with that result. But I do think it is great that the, they are still so hungry after that. And, I think we were saying beforehand, I mean, if they take that performance and they bring in that sort of that extra motivation that they sort of had from not getting the three points today, I really think we can go on and beat Birmingham during the week and you know, put in a really good performance against QPR as well. So I think take the positives from the performance and the sheer amount of chances created. And if we, you know, get the players doing shooting drills and, and training the next couple of days, and hopefully we can pick up six points before the international break and put, us in, put ourselves in a really good position. Yeah, totally. I mean, you look at the opportunity that we had just after the goal from Nottingham Forest. George Puskas is through on goal. I'm pretty sure it was Josh Lauren who played him through. Has the pitch killed him again there, Alex, or is it a poor miss? I think, you know, I think it's being a bit kind, really, to say that the pitch is hurting there. Um, I think he's he's probably just thought 
too much about what he's going to do. Um, and instead of kind of just putting his foot through it, I think he's, you know, he's, he's taken too long to kind of consider his options almost um, before putting his, before actually taking the shot. And it's not a very good shot, is it? Let's be honest. Um, it, realistically, if he hit the target there, you know, and Tambra made a decent save, it would have been disappointing. But um, to, to not hit the target there, in, in, especially after you've just gone one nil down and you've given yourself a great opportunity to get straight back into the game, um, to put it just way over the bar is, is yeah, it's just bad composure. Um, more than anything, I think he's, he's, he's kind of just given himself too long to think about what he's going to do and just panicked, basically. Yeah, I think that's what's happened there. There was also a big moment for Raphael when he makes a really good save, I think, from uh, Amiobi, which if it had gone to 2-0, Jack, I can't see us getting back in that one today. Yeah, it was a fantastic save. And the, the Forest commentators were even saying that, you know, they thought it was an absolutely brilliant save from Raphael. And I think the game just got a bit stretched at that point because we had Puskas, Mate, and Zhao on the pitch. And obviously we took off Samedo, kept in McIntyre. So we had a bit of a gap. Um, and Forrest were able to to find that space. So, yeah, it was a really fantastic um, save from Raphael. And then, like I say, I think it was a smart move from Paolo to bring on a Luco to try and potentially close that gap because there were sort of opportunities opening up for Forrest. So, yeah, great for him to keep us in it. And, yeah, he, he did play. Even though I said he should have should have caught it, I do think Raphael did, t- did play well today. Yeah, I think he did as well. We had kind of like at the moment when Andy Idum hits the post there, Alex. I thought this is definitely not going to be hard time today, is it? Because if it just moves a couple of inches across, that goes off the post and in. But I think Yadam was fantastic today. I think he's now getting back to his best as well. Yeah, I think since he's come back from injury, I think he's been one of our you know top top two or three performers in every single match. Um, He's getting up and down the line. Uh, at one point, he made like an 80-yard run um, before putting a cross in. And, you know, it took him five or six seconds of being out of breath and he, just, he looked like he could just do it again. Um, he's got such an engine on him. And, you know, there was a, there was a comment we had at half-time which was around his crossing and it needs work. And I think it's... I think when you've got a player who's playing at right back, who's who's very good defensively by all by all standards, um, you know, I don't really think we can be. I, personally, I don't. I wouldn't criticise him too much because going forwards, he offers us so much. Um, it, we we really just have so much more width with him in the team than we do with, say, Tom Holmes at right back. Yeah, no, I totally agree on that. But thankfully, we did manage to get an equaliser in the 81st minute from Yaku Meite. Uh, a lovely touch there from Lucas Joe. Passes it on to Meite. But, I mean, it's a good shot. It's a powerful shot. But Samba, I've no idea what he's doing there again. And he, he just hates playing against us. I love him, as I said at the start of the podcast. Absolutely love the guy. He's fantastic, Brett. But... Oh, the relief when that goal went in, Jack. That was immense, wasn't it? Yeah, you, just, you know, as, as you were saying earlier, when your idol hits the post, you just think, well, today it's just it's just not going to happen, is it? And yeah, I don't think I'll celebrate, even though we scored winners in other games, I don't think I've celebrated a goal like that as much for a while because it's just the just the sheer frustration because Reading really deserved, you know, it would like I said, it would have been a robbery if Forrest had won today. But yeah, Mate coming back into the team, those runs that you make sort of across from the right, 
um, moving into the centre, just brilliant. And even though Zhao did miss a lot of chances, I think it was him who, who, who laid the ball through to him. And yeah, it was it was a great shot from Mate. But I think Sambro had blue and white hoops on under his shirt because that was shocking. I don't know what he was doing there. He's almost like just going towards him. He's just like jumped out the way of it. So um, yeah, I would I would be happy to play against um, sort of Sambro and goal for the opposition every week. I can only imagine that Sambo was watching on iFollow and he's just got the angle wrong or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that would be iFollow is the beast that kills us all on these games. The amount of times it just comes back from a replay and you're like, oh, the ball's completely at the other end of the pitch. We've, we'll never know what happened in those 10 seconds of play. But Jakob Mato being back, Alex, you've called him the Jenga piece. I think he is such a key figure and it's going to be great to have him available now. Yeah, um, is critical. Like I, 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 as good as Lucas Shaw has been this season, um, or you know, as as fantastic as Morrison has been at the back, I think Lucas Shaw is the uh, Lucas Shaw. What I'm talking about? I think Mate is the, the the piece which this team kind of hinges around um, because it allows you to play the style of football that is the most successful for us. Um, and we don't have a suitable replacement. We don't have another Yakumete. However we want to look, however we're trying other players in that position, we don't have another player like him. And, um, having him back in the team is just going to be, I think, massive for the rest of the season because it just allows us to be able to play the style of football that I think we want to play. Um, and it gives you that that strength being able to push, you know, either a push gas or a, an Ajaria onto the bench and, and start Mete with, with Zhao and, we all saw how promising that looked at the start of the season. Um, and I think, yeah, just having him back is brilliant, brilliant for the squad and, and great for us as fans. Yeah, you just look at all the players that we've got out injured still. We could have Morrison, Rinomoto, Swift, Ijaria. I mean, those are key players. And the fact that we're still four matches unbeaten at different points, they've gone out. But you want to see those players back in the team at some point. The long shot seems to be Swift on that. But I think we still had chances in this game today to win it. We have free kicks late on. That Michael Elise on these set pieces on the free kicks just outside the area. Now, we all get excited when he's walking up to them, Jack, don't we? But how many times has he got them on target? I love Elise. This is not a thing, but he needs to work on that area of his game, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And yeah, he, those, those build up for the free kicks, you're thinking, right, come on, what's going to happen here? And it's either, you know, it's, it's over or it's, I think Mate's one was, you know, a fairly easy save for the goalkeeper. And, on target, you know, so Yeah, on, on, on target, on target. I think Matt said on the watch long that, you know, if you have Swift there, that is Swift range. And he would get one of those on target and at least, you know, well, I know Mate did, but sort of he would work the goalkeeper a lot more. So, um, yeah, unfortunately he won't be back for, you know, a while, like you say, but I think yeah, having Mate back and actually giving Pauno some like positive kind of selection headaches of who he's going to put in the team rather than thinking, okay, well, where am I going to shift this player or, you know, who's going to suddenly come in from, you know, the academy to potentially fill the bench or come on as a sub, you know, it's just, it's great to have options and be interesting to see what Panovic does now, really. If he sticks with, you know, maybe he doesn't want to force Mate back because we've said that, you know, players played well today and Birmingham, you know, aren't fantastic. So do you want to rush Mate back into the start at 11 or do you want to continue to ease him in? Um, because I'm not sure you can really start with Zhao, Puskas and Mate all at once. I mean, it works for a period today, but you can't start games like that. So it'll be interesting to see what combination Paolo decides to go with and if he does try and fit all three of them into the team at once. 
Looking at, uh, at Panovic's comments after the match, it doesn't look like any of the injured players will be back <coughs> available for the game against Tuesday. So, I don't know. Would you think Mate come back into the starting lineup, there, Alex? Um, I think if Mate comes back into the starting lineup, then I think you have to firstly probably drop Poshkas. Um, but then if you it's difficult to say. I think if you, if you bring Mete in, I think you have to go back to 4-2-3-1, uh, dropping push gas, and then you have to find someone to play out on the left as well. Um, and it feels like the only player really who we've got who can play out on the left currently is probably Aluko. So I feel like if you're going to bring Mete in, you have to bring Aluko in because otherwise we end up playing very, very narrow. And we saw for that, I don't know, 15 minutes or so, we didn't really create anything um, before Aluko came on. Uh, so... I don't know. I would like him to start, but it's just whether Panovic can make it work. Yeah, I, I think we'll find a way somehow. We're still getting chances throughout the second half, won't we? And Lucas Jow had one right at the end when he had a shot that was hit the Forest defender on another day that just goes through their legs and you get a goal. But that summed it up for him. I mean, he even had a header in the second half, didn't he? Which I think he, sh- I think he's got to get that on target, Jack. But let's look at this game today. Is that one point gained or two points dropped for you? I think if I think if we win the next two games, it's one point gained. But then if we, you know, if we lose, if we drop points against um, Birmingham or against QPR, it's probably two points dropped. But I think in terms of how far in we were into the game, that we're still one nil down, I would probably say one point gained. And then you look at Cardiff and Bournemouth losing today, we have still gained ground on them. So I think there's definitely positives. So yeah, I'm going to sit on the fence a little bit with that one. That is a cop-out answer. If I've heard <laughs> one. Um, I'm, I'm going to say one point gained. Just from the way the results have fallen for us today, Bournemouth lost, Watford scored in the last minute against Cardiff, they lost. We gained one point on teams outside of us in the playoffs. And, you know, it's isn't that all that really matters at this point of the season, just keeping that gap as big as it is? Um, I think, you know... Yes, we would have all loved to win, but realistically, winning, you know, four, five, six, seven games in a row when we're actually, we're not top of the table, we're fifth. Uh, it's it's unrealistic to, to, to expect us to win every game. So another game, another game unbeaten. And I think, you know, look forward to, look forward to Tuesday night against Birmingham instead. Yeah, totally. I have to disagree with the Panovic. It doesn't feel like a loss to me. To, to, for me, that feels like a big point gained because it felt like we weren't going to score today and we've kept going. and. It's a game we didn't go on to win after going behind, but we haven't lost it. But I think that's a big factor with this team. We need to keep that mentality right. But we have Tuesday, no, Wednesday at Birmingham City. We are playing. What is your prediction for that match, uh, Jack? Are we going to get back on winning track? I think we will. I think we will, especially as they lost 3-0 to, to Bristol City at home today. And they have looked... I mean, Birmingham have looked absolutely shocking this season. So I definitely think we'll we'll get back to winning ways. And I think it, I'll go for 2-0 victory. A um, bit, bit more comfortable than perhaps against previous weeks. So I think from the from the showing today, I think we managed to actually get that second goal. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah it, it, you think it'll be comfortable, but you never know. But yeah, I do think we'll win. We need to sort out those splinters, Jack. You need, we need to sort them out. <laughs> it's kind of like, what are you going to go for then, Alex? Uh, I'm going to go 2-0 Reading. Maybe 3-0. No, 2-0. I'll go 2-0 Reading. Um, I don't think Birmingham have 
particularly good. Let's be honest, if we don't beat Birmingham, people are going to be very disappointed. Uh, so I think 2-0 and we'll, we'll, we'll get two goals early on and then kind of just shut, shut up shop and, and take three points. Yeah, I'm going to say that we're going to win 2-0 and I'm going to say that Lucas Joe is definitely going to score. I, I think after today, it's just coming. It is coming and I'm going to say he's going to get uh, both the goals. So will, thanks. will one of them be a penalty, Paul? Uh, no. <laughs> one of them will not be a penalty no very very unlikely so cheers thanks a lot for listening we'll be back with a preview for the Birmingham City match and we'll have a podcast after the game and we'll be doing a watch along of the Birmingham City match we got a lot of content coming your way so cheers <laughs>